Welcome to Healthcare Happenings, a one digital employer advisory podcast. It's no secret that healthcare is complicated and to prepare for the road ahead, business leaders need transparency and access to information in order to develop the best health benefit strategy. Our team of compliance leaders are here to shed light on the latest developments on the Hill and share their collective vision for ways to improve the healthcare experience. So welcome to our healthcare happening session for April 7th. Um, we have our normal healthcare happenings team. My name is Annette Beth Tolt. We've got Scott Wham, Samantha Malver, and Ron Bargazzi with us, your normal healthcare happenings team. So we're here to talk to you about the latest FAQ that just came out from the Department of Labor today on the COBRA subsidy, the premium assistance for COBRA premiums that was part of the American Rescue Plan Act that was just passed earlier this year. So um, this has been a huge topic of conversation for employers. What do I do? Who does it apply to? There's been, I think, more questions than than we can uh, can answer. Um, and a lot of missing information. As, as always, the law comes out, it's got a basic framework, but there's the how-tos come out from the regulatory departments, including IRS, HHS, and Department of Labor. So we have one piece of the puzzle here from the Department of Labor and want to cover what those things are. So, um, you know, uh, maybe just a quick summary. If, if Sam, can you jump in and give a quick summary of what this, uh, the original law said? Sure. Um, so this is known as kind of the American Rescue or American Rescue Plan Act, yep, uh, or ARPA, as I've seen it elsewhere, is basically the COBRA premium assistance section. So a section of ARPA basically provides that for certain assistant eligible, eligible individuals, which is defined in the text and then also in this FAQ, basically have a COBRA premium assistance to continue on their coverage for a set period of time. Um, this applies for health coverage between April April 1st, 2020, so 2021, um, and it goes through September 30th of 2021. Yeah, thanks. And, uh, you know, it's important to know that we're creating lots more acronyms that we need, like ARPA, and, you know, everything that comes out has so many uh, acronyms to it. So we now have ARPA, right, that's going to give some lift to people on pain for for COBRA. So what are some of the, you know, based on on what you saw in this FAQ, um, what are the hottest topics? I mean, what are the biggest things that you think answer some of the questions you guys are getting? So I think for me, the the biggest issue, uh, when when the law first came out, the panic that was coming through uh, my inbox from my clients was, oh my gosh, this could potentially apply to so many people. But I think that what's really important to note is it really only applies to individuals who had an involuntary termination from employment or a reduction in hours of service. Um, It doesn't apply to voluntary terminations uh, in people who just leave your company and go get a job elsewhere. It's, it's, which, you know, when you limit it to people who were involuntary terminated or who had a reduction in hours of service can, can, can limit those individuals who you may have to worry about administering COBRA subsidies for. Unfortunately, in the guidance that came out today, um, we, we didn't receive a ton of clarification as to what constitutes a voluntary versus involuntary 
termination. And I'm still receiving a lot of questions from clients about specific scenarios, um, asking me whether I think it's involuntary or voluntary. I was hoping for more guidance from the agency, but it's still relatively nebulous as to certain situations that could be considered uh, involuntary versus voluntary. So Yeah, I kind of almost feel like the DOL is still going to issue more guidance. More guidance you think? FAQ was really geared towards kind of plan participants or individuals. Um, if we look back kind of to like older laws or older texts, so the American Recovery and Re- Reinvestment Act of 2009, which had a portion of the COBRA premium subsidy that was covered, um, that actually they did provide a notice that had a lot more useful information in there. And they, in that guidance, provided a definition of what involuntary termination was. So hopefully if they follow kind of past practices. They'll issue another type of notice for the American Rescue Plan Act. Yeah, so I wonder, that's actually a really good point. So um, it, it makes me think, hey, first step is letting people know you might be eligible for something. And then second is getting in information to the employers about, you know, the nitty gritty of the the particulars. You know, Scott, one thing you said, um, yeah, it doesn't, while it doesn't give anything more an involuntary and voluntary and any clarity there, it did provide um, some examples of what the reduction in hours could be. And there was, um, you know, so here, you know, they said, you know, if the business, the the hours change for the business, right? Because we saw that with a lot with COVID where they'd have to, you know, they, they couldn't operate during certain hours, which forced people to part-time. Um, and so that's one, one of the pieces. The other thing was temporary leaves of absence. So I, I think that that was uh defined in here and included, which I think is good. I've gotten some questions um, about people out on leaves because there's so many extra leaves that it happened um, or the individual's participation in a lawful labor strike. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting in the reduction of hours. Yeah. If you, rem- if you remember back in the spring of 2020, there were some pretty high profile yeah. examples of employees who were concerned about worksite safety issues, um, uh, striking right. oh, and, not, yeah. and not being on site. So I think that that was probably on the administration's radar looking back into 2020 and saying there were some early scenarios where individuals um, were concerned about uh, about worksite safety, safety issues when we were still figuring out social distancing and work workflows and all and, and how to keep people safe on site. Um, so they, they probably were taking into account those stories that were that were pretty high profile early in the early days of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I also think it just goes back to like if you look at standard COBRA, those are usually the events that fall under reduction of hours. With so they're just reiterating yeah. kind of that those apply here too. Yeah, yeah. good point. That's mm-hmm. a great point. The text of the American Rescue Plan Act really only called out voluntary termination. It points to the qualifying event of termination and reduction hours, but then they specifically call out voluntary. They didn't have that same qualifier for the reduction of hours. So the argument is you just go back to what does standard COBRA say for a reduction of hours? But notwithstanding those limitations, they should be notified if they are believed to be eligible, they should be notified either by the carrier or by the group of their eligibility. Is that correct? Well, there there are notification requirements that are, yeah. are um, you know, that, that onus is on the actual employer. Right. So uh, it's on the health plans if there's a, well, it wouldn't be on the health plans. It would just be on the, on the uh, 
on the employers. So, yeah, so the employers have to notify and there. They just reiterated yeah. there was nothing new there, was there? I didn't see anything different than what was in the yeah. law about the notice requirements, et cetera. Anybody for qualifying that? events for one plan administrator? Are you saying that? Or no, this new notice for this premium assistance. And, and then just on, on top of those, in terms of exceptions uh, to eligibility, uh, recognize if you qualify for other coverage, group coverage, federal coverage, those kind of things. If you're over 65 and you qualify for Medicare, uh, or you've ex- exhausted your COBRA eligibility periods, then you're not eligible for that subsidy. Yeah, so that that begs the question, like people who want to pop in now and go, wait, I was eligible before, so can I get it? In fact, one of their FAQs is like, hey, I, you know, can I get it back to December or whatever? And the answer is the premium assistance is a finite period of time. I think that's one question that's not clear to me that just dawned on me is does does the actuarial value of your COBRA contract or its premium have any uh, influence on how much the subsidy is? The subsidy is whatever the cost plus admin is. Yeah. So right. subsidy is the COBRA premium. So what it is. But so if you had a very expensive PPO plan, then you'd be eligible for a continuation of that. You're not required to uh, buy down your benefits. No, yeah. no. Uh-uh. But they do have the option, people have the option, if the employers want to give it to, to move to a different plan, as long as it's not more expensive than the one they were previously on. And so long as the, you know, other active people have access to that plan yeah. as well. But, so. but that's a little different than yeah. we see on some of the other individual yeah. subsidies. So um, going back to the notice stuff, I know we had questions from clients about the notice requirements being <laughs> Law does require kind of these three type of notices, um, and the DUL did issue their model notices. So those are available. Employers can take read aside the relief that, that they can look at that and use that rather than crafting their own to try to comply with the law. Yeah, I, and that's huge. I mean, I think that's what people want. Just tell me what to do and, and give me the tools to do it. You know, it's it's uh, that. You know, just tell me when to turn. I don't just be my GPS. I don't need to know how the sausage is made. Just give the thing to me and I want to do it. So it's nice that they did provide all three of those notices. So the notice of who's eligible, the notice of when your your eligibility is going to cease. Right. All of those things are there. So. Um, a couple, so a couple, are- yeah, a couple important clarifications that that came out in the in the FAQs as well. One is um, that there is no refunding employees for premiums during this subsidy period, during this premium assisted assistance period. Um, I've, I've been on a lot of webinars that have been hosted by COBRA administrators where they, they were all doing their best to guess how you can get things going in this first month. And and one of the ideas that's been floated is, is you, you bill people and then you reimburse them when you, when you claim the tax credit. They said that you cannot, you're not collecting premium at all mm-hmm. for this time period for somebody who is an assistant eligible individual and eligible for subsidies, you have to, you know, you're, you're responsible for administering that, that, that subsidy. It's not their responsibility and you can't have a refunding program in place. Um, 
another really important clarification that, that came out that I receive a ton of questions on um, is pertaining to state mm-hmm. continuation coverage and that and that this law does not change time frames for state continuation coverage. While state continuation is eligible for subsidies, while plans are su- policies are subject to state continuation are going to be subsidized for, for assistance eligible individuals, um, it doesn't change the time period. And there's a distinction here with federal COBRA and state continuation where for federal COBRA, let's say you had a qualifying event, involuntary termination reduction of hours back in August of 2020, and you waive COBRA or you enrolled in COBRA and then let it lapse where you weren't paying your premiums, you get a second chance to enroll in COBRA. You get a second chance uh, effective April 1 to enroll and have subsidized coverage for the remainder of your, of your, uh, until your, your eligibility period, um, regardless, regardless if it ends September 30th or you get a new job or, um, uh, you call you become eligible for Medicare. Um, state continuation, you don't get that second bite of the apple. So if you had a qualifying event back in May of 2020 and you were offered state continuation and you didn't enroll in state continuation, you're not getting another, a second bite of the apple as a, as a, as a result of this law. Um, if you're still within your, your state continuation election period, you can enroll in, in state continuation and receive subsidized coverage. That's one. That's one question I get all the time: is is this state continue? Are you able to get that second bite at the apple and state continuation? The answer is no. And no, then, you just uh, you, it, if you're on it, you get premium waived. Correct. Yeah. If you if you enroll in state continuation, you get premium get premium. Waived. Yeah. So if you were already enrolled or you're enrolled as of April first in state continuation, then however long you're enrolled in that state continuation in that period of April 1st to September 30th, you would not have to pay premiums. Right. Importantly too, the insurance carrier is going to be administering uh, uh, the state continuation subsidy. We'll see how that goes. Um, And then three, it's it's not going to apply to level funded or self-insured plans as they're generally not subject to state continuation. Only insured plans are. Yeah, this uh, state continuation was huge. You know, there's there's a lot of states that their state continuation is short. It's three months or it's six mm-hmm. months. And, you know, uh, but there could be people that are going to be eligible. And um, for small employers, so state continuation applies to uh, employers that are smaller than those who are eligible for federal COBRA. And some of the states, they match the COBRA periods. Others are shorter periods are, or they're only for certain circumstances. So that's the other thing is like all the qualifying events you have under COBRA don't necessarily exist at state continuation. Some are only for one reason, you know, or, or whatever. So again, the state, those state rules apply. It's just if you were eligible and if you are enrolled, happen to be enrolled in state continuation as of April 1st, and through for any part of that period through September 30th, your your premiums are waived. Yeah, I, that was a huge one, Scott. I agree because I think that was the part at first. A lot of people were like, "Oh, it's only Cobra." And then there was that little piece in there. Oh no, state continuation applies and it applies to that too. So I, I think that'll be really interesting to see. It will also. Do you think any of the I wonder if any of the states are going to make modifications too? That'll be something that would. I would be interested yeah, to see if any of the states come out with kind of any information or communication too yeah. on how they'll handle it. Um, but yeah, 
The FAQ does effectively confirm that it applies to state continuation coverage, parentheses, quote unquote, mini COBRA laws. So, yeah. Okay. So top thing that the that an employer should know or do right now, Scott. So I honestly, you know, the, the guidance that we're still waiting for is from, uh, we're still waiting for a variety of issues to be addressed, but um, regarding actually claiming the tax, the, 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 the premium subsidy as a plan sponsor, where you're actually administering the, the subsidy. Um, I got a question today from an employer who's confused as to whether they have to wait until they file their, their corporate tax return to, to, to claim the tax credit, or is it advanceable? And the answer is, it, we suspect it's going to be advanceable, similar in function to the way the FFCRA paid sick leave is administered, where you're taking that tax credit in real time against your Medicare taxes, um, the hospital taxes that are withheld uh, through, your, through your plan. If I could give one practical pointer is that in the experience with the FFCRA, it was generally the payroll administrator who was really really assisting with taking that money in real time so that you weren't left hanging um, uh, in paying for the paid sick leave. Similarly with the COBRA subsidy, reach out to your payroll vendor now, start understanding how they, how they're anticipating administering this and start getting comfortable with their system. Because I think it's going to be very similar to, to what you had to deal with, with FFCRA paid sick leave. If you were one of those smaller companies subject to that, um, if you were a larger company, you weren't dealing with that, reach out to your payroll provider and, and, and get familiar with, uh, with what they're anticipating offering as a service on this front. Yeah. Sam. Thanks, Scott. Sam, what, what would you say? Uh, I think going back kind of when it first came out is identifying your assistant eligible individuals and ensuring you're getting those notices out. There is a time frame associated with that. And they did call it in the FAQ that that 60 day time frame is not subject to the DOL's kind of relief that they provided for those other um, key deadlines. So you do have this 60 day time frame. Um, so ensuring that you are providing those notices. So magic date is May 31st. Magic date. That is what they called out in there. That they Yeah. So the magic date, if you remember nothing else, May 31st, you have to have your notices out to those people who are affected. Yes. Right. Those people who, who would be eligible under those rules. Hey, Ron, what, what do you think? Well, I just think it, the law is not very, it, it is confusing. So if you have questions and those kinds of things, or if, if you question whether somebody's eligible and they're contending that they are, I think you need to go through those checkpoints about who's not eligible first and try to eliminate those and then challenge the individual. I, I wouldn't be overwhelmed with this idea that I, I better, you know, take the easy route or the more aggressive route so I don't get in trouble. Awesome. Thanks all. Thanks for the update. And we'll see you next time. And thank you all for tuning in. Staying on top of compliance today can be the source of great concern and frustration. Our dedicated team of attorneys and experts look around the corner on your behalf and deliver the tools, education, and resources needed to help you plan for the future and protect your employees and business every day. You can access additional resources, employer advisory sessions, and podcasts on our website, onedigital.com. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time.